Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Love is Relentless podcast. We're your hosts, Tommy Reynolds. And Jacelyn Reynolds. We've been married for all of our 20s, so we know what it's like being told that marriage is hard, but not being given direction on how to overcome those obstacles. We're here to help you navigate those obstacles and tackle the taboo topics of being married in your 20s, in the 2020s, so that way you can have a more fulfilling marriage. We're so glad y'all joined us today, and we can't wait to dive in. What is up, guys? Welcome back to podcast number three. I just want to go over a little bit of recap of last week. We kind of talked about um, communication and really just the ups and downs with that, the goods and bads, and we kind of gave you all a little bit of extra tips on how to communicate successfully that we found to be successful. So hopefully those worked out for you. If you haven't listened to it, please do. I promise you it's a good one. Uh, Today we're really just going to be talking about setting expectations with your spouse to make sure you're on the same page and to help avoid a lot of issues in the future. And we're going to talk about why setting the expectations are so important. A couple conversation starters, kind of just like topics for what expectations should be set early on. And then lastly, what you can expect for your marriage in the future. So Jason's going to kick us off and get this started. Let's get to it. Awesome. So yeah, we the first topic we decided to talk about is just why setting expectations are so important. And I feel like this could be kind of like a no-brainer, but it really is so important because you it helps make things a lot smoother in your relationship, um, just kind of knowing what you're responsible for, what your spouse is responsible for, um, just so that way everybody's on the same page, like you said. Um, it also helps prevent like just a lot of misunderstandings. Um, one story that is kind of silly was like our first year of marriage, um, it was Christmas time, like our first Christmas, and I was so excited. Like I bought our first Christmas tree and got all the decorations and everything. And we were in our first apartment, and I had Tommy like help me. I was well, I was trying to have Tommy <laughs> help me, and his best friend was over there. And of course, they were just playing Xbox, and I was so mad because I was like, "Why aren't you helping me?" Like I was just really upset, but. You know, you see in, like, these fairy tale movies, like, especially, like, Hallmark movies, where it's just, like, these, like, picture-perfect couples, and they're hanging this star on the tree and whatever, and so I clearly had an unrealistic expectation in my mind of what that should look like for me. Yeah, she did not know that I despise decorating for any season, because... In my mind, it's something you're going to take down a couple months later, so it's kind of just a waste of time. But yeah. I've learned to not feel that way, but I still don't help. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now I would rather him not because I know I'm going to move <laughs> whatever he puts out. I'll probably be like, mm, no, I don't like that there. Sorry. <laughs> but we we know now, like, our roles. Like, he now that we have a house, he'll help me get it out of the attic and, like, make sure everything is out and then put it back up. But... As far as actual decorating goes, he can play Xbox or do whatever he <laughs> wants to do. And I'll be as merry as can be and decorate my little heart out. So. I'll put on a Christmas sweater and call it a day. Probably not. <laughs> not even that. <laughs> He's a Grinch. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, yeah. But just something like that. Like, knowing now we've set those expectations and we know, like, that's something that we're responsible for. Um, or not really even responsible for, but just something that like we like doing or yeah, don't kinda like, like kind of like a little role that doesn't feel forced. Yeah. 
And there's a lot of these things that, like, as your marriage goes on, the roles may reverse or, like, it may be kind of, like, more of a fluid thing where you're both doing something. So, obviously, that's going to be something that you would need to address at that time. Um, But overall, setting expectations is super important, especially early on or even if you have been married for, like, six years like we have um just knowing when new things arise like we don't have kids yet so that's going to be a whole other topic when we do have kids like making sure who does what or like you know who's getting up with the baby at what times or all of that obviously we don't have kids yet so we don't really know what all expectations there are for that but we will figure that out yeah, later. we're just gonna wing it <laughs> um yeah so some conversation starters for just topics that like we feel like are huge that we need to um, set from early on. Do you want to? Yeah, I'll take that. So a big one for sure early on in marriage is going to be your responsibilities, um, mainly around the house. So like your chores, bills, um, just like random things like who's going to mow the yard, who's going to pay the bills, who's going to do the dishes, like all those little things that you don't think twice about because especially when you do get married so young, we both basically came straight out of high school and then within a year and a half we're jumping into a marriage. And so before we got married, Jacelyn still lived at home with her parents. And so she didn't have um, the responsibility of a wife yet. And so same for me, not having the responsibility of a husband, we jump into our first apartment and had zero idea to even discuss um, certain things like bills and chores because One, our parents took care of that, but also we both had different parental roles in that situation to where, like, one, like, for instance, like, say my dad paid the bills, her mom paid the bills. That's something that we didn't discuss early on. Well, like, for me, I remember growing up and seeing my dad, like, sit there at the dining room table, like, balancing the checkbook, and, like, he would sit there for, I felt like it was for forever. (laughs) Sorry, Dad, if you're listening. But Uh, it's, like, little things like that, though, and then just, um, like, cooking, cleaning, stuff like that, because, like, I love to cook, but I hate to clean, and so I would rather cook every day of the week and then not have to clean the dishes, but that's just something we didn't talk about, and so it ended up either the dishes would pile up or she would do them in sort of resent me like well why is he not helping yeah (laughs) it was it was definitely like I felt like the burden was put on one person well at the beginning of our marriage I felt like I was the only one ever cleaning because he was just out of like the barracks where he was like forced to clean and have like in your room inspections and whatever so when he got out he was like oh freedom like I don't have to do anything (laughs) and I don't know if you guys have seen that like video it's like this husband it's like oh this is a magic table if you put anything on there it disappears disappears. (laughs) and then the wife is sitting over there cleaning it up every night and that's how I felt because I was like oh my gosh he's so dirty (laughs) he doesn't (laughs) clean up anything but we didn't set those expectations with each other like you're responsible for cooking and I'm responsible for cleaning or vice versa whatever I mean it's gonna be different the longer you're married and um, like when there are different shared responsibilities, it can be more fluid because I am not a woman that is cool with typical gender roles. And I feel like Tommy grew up a little bit more 
traditional um I mean even I did too like my mom definitely did like all of the cooking and cleaning and my dad mowed the lawn and I'm sure it was the same for you or I mean yeah you you mowed the lawn when you were a kid yeah, I mowed but the lawn. <laughs> no I, allowance yeah I was a girl so we <laughs> didn't do that but I'm not in my mind especially in today's world like I'm sure a lot of you guys are the same where you feel at least I feel like we both live in this house. We both make a mess, so we should both be responsible for cleaning up after ourselves. That, in my mind, is just what a responsible adult does. <laughs> <laughs> but it is nice to know, like, who is like at the end of the day, um, just knowing who does what, especially with bills, because there was a lot of times where I the day would come and go, and I'm like, "Did you pay that?" He'd be like, no, did you pay that? And I'm like, I thought you didn't. <laughs> I'm like, you set it up. I thought you got it. Late fee. Yeah. So obviously that's not great, which a tip is put things on auto pay. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a life changer right there. Yeah. So there are different things that you can know how to navigate a little bit more the longer you go, but just talking about like things that you like and don't like and what you are comfortable with doing um, just to make sure that your house runs smoothly and that you guys are both on the same page with knowing like especially like how clean you want your house because yeah, our, ver- our versions of clean are very different yeah she, she lets me know every time I clean so. <laughs> I'm like you missed this spot over here <laughs> <laughs> but anyway just um, kind of knowing those responsibilities yeah. Is a good topic. For sure. Uh, another good one is discuss what dreams and goals you both have for your future early on because that could be something that legitimately has your spouse resent you in the future is something that you don't discuss. Like, oh, they wanted to do this with their life and they put it on hold for, um, for your career or vice versa. And definitely that's something we didn't have to deal with. I think we both kind of knew early on what we wanted to do. Um to where as much as I didn't want to stay in the military for my own being, I know Jacelyn stopped all her school just to be with me in a different state. And so, or I guess a different part of the country, make it sound cooler. But, um, yeah, so I knew like she wanted to be in the healthcare system, whether at the time it was dental, but mm-hmm. kind of switched over to nursing after a few years. But me staying in the middle military definitely would have made that not as much as of a reality that, um, she could have obtained really yeah Yeah. and so but just the fact that she put her entire life on hold for the first three years of our marriage for me there was nothing I was going to do to adhere to her not being able to chase her dreams which then allowed me to finally find what I wanted to do and we've we've definitely had a good balance with that one but for sure that could be a massive thing in the future if you don't discuss that early on because yeah especially if you like have this big career goal or This, like, I mean, right now, kind of what we're going through is figuring out when we want to have kids, and we will have another podcast on that in the (laughs) future, but just setting those expectations on, like, kind of what your timelines look like, and um, just knowing that your spouse does expect to hit this career goal, or want to do this before kids, or want to do this after kids, or whatever that may look like for you, um, it is super important, obviously, just to have that open conversation so that way you you guys both know 
what your dreams and goals and all of that is. Yeah, and I would I would even recommend for people that like have been married a little while already, whether it's two, five, six years, it doesn't matter. I would still talk to your spouse about it, like have that conversation regardless and just make sure that you are both on the same page with your career goals because that's something that can really get lost in translation or just kind of left behind. Um, and so you really want to make sure that you are on the same page with that. That way in the future you have no resentments, no regrets, and you can really just pursue your careers together and once you get what you want, you have a lot more freedom to kind of just enjoy each other's company, not having to stress about getting to that next step in your career. You can actually focus on each other again. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think one big expectation to not really setting with each other, but just having in your own personal mind is just knowing that like you can expect to have differences. You can expect to have where you're going to need to have difficult conversations and like get through disagreements um so that way you can find a middle ground i know some people i don't know if like any of our listeners find the word compromise like controversial i guess um because i've seen where people feel like compromise is kind of more of like somebody's losing in a way um but regardless of how you feel about it some like you guys have to find a middle ground if you do disagree or um like have a difference in opinion um so you just expect to have that in your marriage at one point in in another because if you've been married for any length of time I'm sure it's come up a few times where you guys don't agree even if it's something dumb like I don't know (laughs) disagreeing on what to eat for dinner or something like you're gonna have disagreements and differences obviously there's a lot bigger topics um like I said earlier like having kids like when to have kids (laughs) (laughs) we're we've gotten more on the same page but when we first got married we were definitely not on the same page on that so those are that's a big topic way bigger than do we go to like a restaurant or fast food or eat at home yeah (laughs) Uh, And then on the disagreeing aspect of it, make sure y'all, if you haven't listened to our communication podcast, we actually give y'all a few tips and tricks, a little bit of techniques on that one. Um, Just, uh, I guess, overcome those disagreements and then also just ways to hear each other correctly and not, um, I wouldn't say necessarily prevent the disagreement, but definitely soften the blows to make you understand what your spouse is saying a little bit more. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Making sure you're in that neutral space because if there is a big topic, then it is it can be really difficult to have conversations when you know that you are already disagreeing on something. Um, so definitely go back and listen to yeah, that. Yeah, and like another expectation part, something we kind of Jason and I talked about earlier was just how like the first I would say the first year to year and a half of our marriage, like we were so proud that we didn't fight. Mm-hmm. And like people would ask like, Oh, have you had your first fight or whatever. And we'd be like, no, we don't fight. Like we're not like that. And at the we time would, you, we would have like, like little, stupid, little, yeah, you know. like little tiffs here and there, but it was like literally what to go, like what to do for yeah. dinner and stuff like that. It was never a big, um, like big issue. And so I would say if that is the case for your marriage, like, yeah. Kind of take a step back and look at what you're doing um, 
because like obviously we don't want we don't condone fighting with your spouse mm-hmm. that's not what we're saying but you should be having disagreements um semi-regularly because that means like you're not just being a yes man or doing mm-hmm. um well you're different people you have yeah. different opinions you were raised differently like we were raised super similar but we were also raised really different too yeah. like on certain aspects and so i have my ideas on certain things and like that's something that's cool is when you when two become one and you do get married you can learn from your spouse and like get those past experiences from them um but i mean at the end of the day you're different people and have different ideas on topics so it is going to come up at one point or, or another a big disagreement yeah but i mean it's good to find those early on though because then just like i mean we'll we'll jump more into it when we do get to a podcast about having kids and stuff but like just being able to have those conversations about a massive disagreement you and your spouse have but y'all can compromise and kind of put those two things together to make um something that you want to teach to your children and so kind of yeah. just find a middle ground there that you're like okay i agree with this a little bit i disagree a little bit and just kind of put those together all right, and then the next thing we want to get into is expectations on your time, more so, I guess, like after you get married, kind of a thing that should be discussed definitely before because it's something we didn't do. Yeah, we, yeah, just like how to spend your time together because I remember like the first year of our marriage, I mean, it's progressed way better now, but I like. Of course, Tommy was a bachelor living in his, like, the barracks on the base. And so all he ever did in his free time was play his Xbox. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I just, like, I guess, I don't know. What do you think you, like, when you got married, how do you think time was going to be spent? Um, Full transparency as a guy that thought never even crossed my mind. Like... Obviously, you know, things are going to be different. Like, you have to, um, like, have those expectations. But, like, from my point of view, it was never something that was even on the forefront of my mind. I was f- so focused on living away from home, becoming an aircraft mechanic, and um, just, I knew I was getting married. I was super excited. But the last thing I was thinking about was, like, how's my life going to change and what do I need to do to make it better? Like, that was just never even a thought. Yeah. Which is obviously an issue. So yeah. guys, make it a thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely like, because I, I complained about it all the time. I'm like, why are you on your Xbox? Get off. Like, I want to spend time with you. And one of my love languages is quality time. And that, like, for me, sitting there watching him play Xbox, like, it's bad enough for me. Like, I... I I was never really raised around video games, so I don't get it, and obviously Tommy was, and that's just, like, how he likes to use his time, and I just was, like, freaking out, because I was like, this is so freaking boring, like, I hate sitting here watching you, like, again, I was saying it's bad enough him playing it, but making me sit there and watch him play it, (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, this is horrible so we never really talked about like how we wanted to spend our time together and like setting those expectations on like I know you like to play xbox but when we're together I literally can't stand sitting there just watching you play and especially when your friends are over (laughs) 
Yeah, because, like, aside from, like, friends being over part, like, from my point of view, like, me playing Xbox, like, that's my escape. That's what keeps me connected to, at the time, like, my friends that I grew up with, and now even, I mean, six and a half years into marriage, like, I still do play, but it's a completely different time. Like, I know, okay, she's going to work tonight, I'll let the boys know, like, hey, we're having a guy's night tonight, stuff like that, but for me, it wasn't me trying to not spend time with her or anything like that. It was just, that was how I like relieve stress. That's how I stay connected with my friends. And so it was so, I guess I was just oblivious to the fact of how miserable she was. Cause like in my mind, I knew she was quality time and I was like, well, she's sitting next to me, so she's fine. But <laughs> yeah, quality she time. needed, she needed a little bit more attention, I guess. Yeah. Which we'll go over this next week too, just on love languages and not using them as a weapon. But we are like, sp- quality time is more than just sitting there, like being in the same room together. Like I want to spend time with you, like actual quality time. <laughs> And so I was just like, this sucks. So we had a conversation and I was like, yeah, you got to change something. We got to cut back on this. And I, my expectations were like overboard too. on just like thinking, oh, we're going to use the Instagram. Like, I mean, I know social media is so scripted and you can only believe so much. But when you see all these couples and especially getting married so young, it's like, oh, I want to go out and do all these things and, like, spend time with friends and get to explore and whatever. And so my expectations were that we were going to do that. And when we never did and just sat at home all the time, I was just going crazy. Yeah, she's definitely more of probably, like, the adventurous type. To, like, me, like, I would be completely content if I never left my house. Like, I... I'm one of the most outgoing people you'll meet, but I'm an absolute homebody, and I love just chilling. Like, not even in, like, a lazy way. I just enjoy, like, if I could play video games 24 hours a day, I definitely would. But, obviously, <laughs> that's not a reality. Um, but yeah, you get so, paid for it. Yeah, if I got not. paid, man, that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, we definitely, we had that conversation about how she wanted to be, like, um, just, like, more adventurous. Like, not even, like a massive vacation or anything, but just going out and doing something. And so once we kind of compromised on that, obviously I cut back on gaming to where like, if she's like, if we're in the house together, I'm not playing video games. That's just how it is. Unless she's working out or sleeping or something. It's just, it's not really something I do at all anymore, but I didn't realize how much like doing stuff actively she wanted to do and so we'd go to like uh, once we had that conversation we'd go out like we went to this cool little lighthouse or we'd go find um some like small town to hang out or like go to the beach and just walk along the beach like just random things like that that in my mind is just whatever it is what it is but in her mind it was something that like quality time it was actual spending your time with quality and so um yeah once you realize those little things it definitely makes a massive difference yeah, so I'm I know that I've I've had friends that are the same way where their husband is is like playing Xbox or PlayStation, whatever it is. Xbox for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they I mean it's it's not an unknown fact that I mean I know that there's some girls that enjoy playing with their husbands, but I feel like for the most part a lot of girls are like this is crazy, like I don't want to be sitting here doing this. So I've tried 
Yeah, and I've tried playing too, and he'll just like he doesn't teach me how to play, and so I'm just clicking buttons, and he's just over there like destroying me in whatever game hey, we're playing. That's and how I'm like, I this learned is to play. not fun. That's how I learned. Well, it's it's interesting <laughs> to you, so you kept doing it, but it was not interesting for me, and I was like, this is like, there was one golf game that I didn't mind, but it Ooh, does fun. it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's the only one I was like decent at. But all that to say is it is super important just to make sure that before you, either before you get married or like early years of marriage and even now, I mean, there's like things change and um, like as you go through different life stages, your time is going to be spent differently. So just making sure that you guys are on the same page on like how you spend your time together um, just so that way, especially if both, like if one of you is quality time and even if not. It, it is important to spend quality time with your spouse, um, if even if that's not your primary or whatever love language. Like I said, we'll dive more in that next week. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it it's just is so beneficial to make sure that you guys know what the other one expects on how you want to be together um, and like what you want to do during your time together and... However that looks for you guys, obviously that um, is a conversation you, you can have with your spouse, but um, that's obviously something we didn't do early on and it was not great for us. So. Yeah, like, because I mean, even now, like we can look back and laugh at like how just dumb and immature like our little quarrels would be about something as small as that. But I mean, that's something that if we didn't figure out early on, like we could be here six, seven years later and at each other's throats like if she never decided to speak up about that or um or if i never realized like how much video games literally doesn't matter at all in the grand scheme of things but you heard it here first i have it recorded (laughs) i'm just (laughs) i'm gonna replay that every day (laughs) but my point is like she knows now like that truly is my escape like that's when i get to hang out with my friends because like i mean in your adult life you all move different parts of the country different parts of the world especially coming from the military and so like there's some friends that i will probably never see in person again but we still get to maintain that relationship and then on the other side like me being more willing to go out and do things like even if it's something small like taking the dogs for a walk which after five minutes the dogs are exhausted but it's still fun to just have a little family time um but yeah just finding little things to do together whether that's going in going out staying in whatever it is just have that conversation to figure out what works best for you guys yeah and I know like my sister and her husband um they both work from home and so that that's another level of difficulty on trying to find quality time together just because like if you're both working from home you don't really have that like boundary on um like when you clock in and when you clock out kind of thing so that's something that I've appreciated that they do is like um they'll make sure that at this time, like, okay, we're going to go out and go go get dinner or go watch a TV show together or whatever it is. Just um, seeing other people make that a priority, too, when you are at home. Um, just not making excuses for that is, I think it's really cool. So, um, yeah, just make sure that you guys are putting up those expectations on spending time, like, how you want to spend your time together. Because it is really important because that's when you can learn more about your spouse and just grow together as a couple. So, 
All right, and then lastly, you should definitely expect your spouse to change over time. Um, Just as humans, we are always evolving, whether that's mentally, physically, whatever you want to see it as, but definitely don't be scared or dismissive when your spouse changes. Like, I'll tell you a little short story for... Um, from our experience was when I came back from deployment, um, like in my mind, I'm the exact same person, but I've been gone for months on end. And then Jason's mind, my laugh changed, my attitude changed, like how I walked. It was, yeah, he, I figured, or I just thought he was so different because literally like he went back my husband and I mean, he still came back my husband, but it was just like a different version. Cause I remember like he would laugh and I'd be like, why, like, when did you start laughing like that? Like, that's not how you laughed when you left and like the way he dressed. And I mean, I don't, obviously I've never been on a deployment, so I don't know personally, like the stress that you go through. So I can imagine there being some, um, changes that you go through while being out, but it was definitely like weird for me, you coming back. And I was like, I know this man, but I don't know this man. <laughs> yeah, because, like, legitimately, like, I I felt zero difference. Like, yeah, I mean, I was stressed and, like, missed my wife and everything, but, like, I don't think I changed at all. Like, I mean, I lost some weight. That was about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I mean, that was, like, such a huge, like, very obvious change for us because you were gone for so long. Most of the changes that you're going to see are just, like, little things over time where... Yeah. You might, like, your spouse might pick up a new, um, like, you get fixated on words or songs and we'll we'll sing (laughs) them, like, over and over and over. So, there's, like, little changes over time that, like, you will notice your spouse doing or, like, mannerisms or stuff like that. But, um, yeah, we definitely, like, it's not a bad thing to change and grow and especially being in your 20s, like, we have so much growth opportunities and just knowing that like we are still young and we have a lot to learn but that we're open to learning and growing a lot yeah (laughs) yeah we are definitely not the people that we were when we got married um we would not be doing this podcast (laughs) yeah no that's for sure Uh, definitely have forced ourselves to kind of become sponges and just take in everything good and bad and then being able to um decipher what's good and what's not and really just be able to hopefully pour out what we have learned to everybody else yeah and every relationship is different um you know like we were talking about earlier with the like responsibilities um just kind of knowing what your what your roles are in your relationship that's obviously going to look so different for every couple um I mean there's people I'm sure that enjoy doing dishes I don't (laughs) (laughs) She's literally he doesn't she's either, forcing but... me to buy a dishwasher just so she doesn't have to do the dishes. But, like, that's, you know, people <laughs> like doing the laundry. People like doing, you know, whatever it, it is for you. Obviously, that can be different for every relationship. And that's the beautiful thing about being in a marriage is, like, it's your own thing. But you just got to make sure that within your own marriage that you guys are on the same page. Because it doesn't really matter what everybody else thinks like if it works for you it works for you because I know we've had a lot of input from people who are like no 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 you need to do it this way or like whatever and it's like mm, no thank you for your input but that yeah, doesn't, like, work doesn't work for us so sorry to burst your bubble but 
so all that to say is whatever works for you is fine. Don't let any outside influences um, tell you you need to change it because if you guys are happy and um, have like a smooth flowing relationship and you know what to expect from each other, um, then that's all you need. You don't need all these other people telling you like, no, the man should do this or the woman should do this or whatever it may be. So um, we hope that you guys got some good information from today's podcast. Um, Setting expectations is definitely a big one too that we wanted to do early on because it will kind of set the trajectory or whatever the word is. (laughs) That Um, and plus we didn't do it early on in our marriage and we ran into a few bumps down the road. Yeah, it's definitely one very important thing. Like communication and expectations are huge to get um, down early on so that way you can tackle more like dense topics later tackle the taboo topics oh yeah (laughs) and then um for next week's topic though we're really going to be talking about learning your spouse's love language and then how not to use that as a weapon because that's something that it's that's your spouse's biggest sensitivity whether that's positive or negative like we're not going to go in depth like in depth right now but (laughs) you'll have to wait for next week Y'all hear ours and it'll make a lot of sense, like why we are the way we are, and just um, yeah. some stuff that we've done in the past that's positive, negative. Like we're we're telling you these things because we've learned from these mistakes, and so we want to mm-hmm. be as authentic and transparent as possible. Yeah, for love languages, all the resources that we have found. I mean, we've like read the book and stuff, which has been awesome, but it's different in today's world. But it's more than just knowing your spouse's love language and trying to meet that, but also, like he said, not using it as a weapon. And I think that's going to be more valuable than anything else. Um, so we're excited about that one. Super um, excited. But if you guys haven't followed our Instagram page, go do that. We are at Love is Relentless Podcast. Um, if you send us a DM, we'll be answering those questions. Um, hopefully we'll get some for next week's podcast. I'll say, yeah, so far we have zero. So if you send one, it's definitely getting read. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that can be any question, whether it is about today's podcast or about, um, it could be a future podcast that you yeah. want. Um, cause like, I mean, we yeah. have a pretty big stockpile of ideas and topics, but we want to talk about what people want to hear. So mm-hmm. there's. Nothing's off limits. Like I said, we're going to be the taboo podcast people. So we want to have fun with it and really just get out as much information as possible. Yeah, for sure. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, We, as always, hope that this um, podcast was helpful and that it can make your love relentless. Heck yeah, let's go. (laughs) We'll catch you guys next week. See you guys. I think we're done. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that was good timing.